She's also the best at the same time. So, hey man, that's what having kids is like. Yeah, epic, epic. Did I tell you that we're gonna make our Carmen San Diego for? Uh, oh, that's Halloween? super cute. Yeah, super give her a cute. little red hat and red jacket. It'll be fun. The most deaf. Oh my goodness. I'm just a mess today, Gabe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just waiting because it's like gorgeous. We'll talk about that like on the show, but like the last couple of days, I've like I've been a hermit. Like if I didn't have to leave, I would. I didn't kind of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Other than go to work, but oh well. You ready, babe? Ready to rumble. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number 104. 104. You had to stop yourself there. You yeah. had to say 104, huh? I was. Yeah, definitely. I definitely was a change of uh, change of scenery in that. But uh, yeah, man, we are back on a beautiful day. Literally a beautiful day. It's, you know, it's funny because um, I, I posted the other day. I was like, yeah, Chicago is the only place that's happy that it's five degrees out. Uh-huh. <laughs> definitely. But, uh, but, dude, it's like 38, uh, no wind kind of nice yeah i wonder how long this snow will last it's weird because well we'll talk about well well, let's get into that so this week we had record lows in the city um actually really fucking ridiculous and really unsafe but it's colder in chicago than it was in siberia and mount everest (laughs) yeah yeah antarctica uh negative 50 degrees it ended up capping out at as far as feel Uh, i think lowest temperature was negative 23 or something like that 24 uh and it was just unnecessary you know, um, but you know, if you're from here, you know that Chicago's fucking a, uh, a what's the word I'm looking for? A uh, indecisive whore. It's a Russian roulette, man. You can get all four seasons in like a day. Legit, because right now it's like what forty degrees and it's fucking gorgeous out. It was like springtime, man. Yeah, fucking weird. And it, granted, it could be uh, more pronounced because it was negative, whatever the fuck. Yeah, man, we're, we're having some jumps. Yeah, because they're saying Monday it's supposed to be like forty-seven. Like yeah. that, that's like motorcycle territory, man. It I is take the bike to work. territory. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it depends on what the slush looks like because the snow isn't, hasn't yeah. gone away quite yet. Well, because, yeah, if there was no snow, I mean, I'd be on the bike, but and you wouldn't, you <laughs> I wouldn't ain't have, dealing with this. And you wouldn't have gotten stuck in my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. Like, like I want to slow down because I don't want to, like, fucking, you know, go on your grass. But then it's like if I slow down, I might get stuck. Yeah. So it's just this. I had to go out there and push Gabe out of, out of my driveway. Yeah, we, we, we got me out, though, now ready to rumble Yeah, with the podcast. All right, so let's go top down, man. We got a pretty straightforward podcast today. Yeah, man, so let's let's talk about the Batman, man. Let's so uh, the Batman 2021, a uh, new movie scheduled, and Ben Affleck has given up the uh, position of Batman. Okay, so I heard this. I, I think Batman, I don't want to say it's become annualized, but I think Batman has become serialized to the point where now you kind of have to hand down the mantle because I feel like actors just get fucking fed up with it. Like Adam West hated playing Batman towards the end of his career. So did, uh, uh, who's the next iteration? I'm, I'm bad with names. I'm so sorry. Uh, like, like famous iteration. Yeah. With like the Keaton and, uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Oh, it was Michael Keaton. Okay. There we go. Uh, yeah, and he, I, I think both of them wrote books about how they I fucking hated being Batman. Why is that, though? Is it the the role? Is it the, the, the what's it called, the costume? What, what is it about it that people hate? Well, I'm normally? sure I'm sure Keaton's Batman was the costume. I'm sure they had a big influence on it. That yeah. thing looked uncomfy. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It, it might just be um, the repetitiveness of it, the uh, the entire, like, cash cow that is Batman. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, especially Adam West. Was there, like, 
three seasons? Yeah, there's three seasons, and I think the first two were like 40 episodes apiece. Oh, my God. Or, or maybe the last two. But two of the seasons were pretty pretty long. Yeah. And imagine that, you know, it's like you're filming on a weekly basis and this and that. And, like, everybody knows you for being Batman. And you know the funny thing about it is that because I feel like later in his life, Adam West kind of rolled, leaned into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, the he whole. accepted it. So I get it. But, yeah, man. Uh, so do you have anybody off the top of your head who you'd want to take on the you mantle? Know, I, I think... Uh, and we spoke recently about it. I, I think Henry Cavill would be great, but he's already Superman. He's already Superman, yeah. And that's the issue. I, I think Henry Cavill is a very, like, uh, malleable and diverse actor. Yeah. And I think he could I think he could fit the role, man. He just have to get rid of that, that swoop. Well, if we're doing old, because obviously we're, we're staying on the front of old man Bruce, right? So, because that's where the Affleck one left off, and unless the DCU is Well, we don't know, man, yeah. unless they do another reboot, which... They did the new 52, and then they rebooted it again, like, what, a couple of years after? Yeah. So, you know, you never know. So, I, I don't know. So, but I have an idea. Sure. Yeah, and like I said, if you're looking at it from the old man bat kind of perspective, he's an older gentleman, but he could pull it off, the physicality of it all. Keanu Reeves. Maybe not so much, I mean, not so much Bruce, but definitely the bat. I could definitely think he could pull off the bat. Keanu Reeves is almost too good for Batman. Oh, you think so? I, I could take a shot at so. Batman like that, bro? No, 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 no. But, but like, what Batman's become? Because I, I would say Keanu is, is rather, let's say, selective about the films he wants to do, yeah, right? He we'll doesn't that, take yeah. everything that's tossed his way. Yeah. And I think if you're doing a Keanu Reeves Batman, you got to be very careful with that. Because at what point does it go from John Wick in a rubber bat suit, which is probably what we'd want to see, yes. to, uh, <laughs> oh, great, another one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel. Maybe if it was like a one-film kind of thing. Like a one-off. Like a one-off. Or if you took Keanu Reeves and made him... I don't know, man. He looks really young, though. You know, he does. You, you could play around with that. He he doesn't look a day past thirty, but he's like approaching fifty, right? Uh, I think he's I think he's at fifty now. He I might think. be at fifty, but but see, like he, here's my thing. If you're doing Batman, especially if you're rebooting Batman, right? Because I think Gal Gadot's pretty much set for another movie or two. She's um, fantastic too. Love yeah, I, I think she. That's that's gonna be the only con- yeah. constant in the DCU. Just, yeah, she's a silver lining. That's for sure. And I think if you're going to redo Batman again, can we just skip the whole backstory? Like, we've seen it so many times. We've seen his parents die like four times. And we've just seen it done over and over and over. And it's like the same with Spider-Man. Like, we don't need another... Uh, Uncle Ben dying. Uncle Ben. You know, we don't need that. If you're going to do it... Here's my here's the thought process I had. If okay. you're going to do it, do a Batman film, right? But do do it, like, just jump right into the story, you know? Just jump right into the action. Kind of how Dark Knight just opened up with the with the bank robbery, right? You just kind of dive right into the mayhem, mm-hmm. but then you tell little bits and pieces through a flashback, you know. So like it'll be like a Batman monologue where he's talking to himself and he's like, "Oh, blah blah blah." And you know, you don't have to have the backstory be more than realistically like twenty minutes. You know who like who did a good job of that? And granted, they're like you mentioned them earlier. They're kind of in the same ballpark in regards to like reboots and redos. Is, is Spider Man the new Spider Man? Did a great yeah, job of that. They absolutely. Didn't, they didn't go through the whole Uncle Ben thing. He already had his suit. He's like, well, hey, man, like this, this thing happened to me, and here I am. Kind of a situation. I, I'm saying, like, you don't have to write it off. It, it doesn't have to be, oh, ever since my parents died. But, it, you know, it, it can be that. Mm-hmm. And that I wouldn't even call that a write-off. It's like you mention it. We know the story. We know how it came to be. But don't make it the whole film. Don't make it more than, like, half of the movie. You know what I'm I saying? I think you and I pitched one time. This is when, like, the original one. The news that Spider-Man was going to Marvel, uh, that we just have Deadpool fall out of this guy. Be like, you know the story. It's fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. All right, roll the film. You know, <laughs> like, like I said, man, don't don't give us that backstory. Yeah, I feel. I, I want backstory for characters that 
one don't have it two that are like underappreciated like um well i don't know if cat marvel's underappreciated but she is but you know yeah. in, in the span of the mcu yeah maybe not so much in the comics but you know it's good that she's getting her bound backstory and yeah man keanu is an interesting idea it, it's that fine lining because i don't think keanu has like a shit movie there's probably one out there that we're not thinking of I and, think and the Matrix movies towards the end were kind of garbage. He's, but it wasn't because of him. He's a know? guy who who aged like a, like his career got better through time. Yeah. Cuz he started off as kind of the goofy comedy actor in the 80s with like Bill and Ted and all that kind of stuff, but eventually kind of morphed into more serious actor. And I've seen some like some duds like like the movie with Sandra Bullock that's crossing the, the lake house or whatever. It was okay where they were like in two par- two different time periods, but they were like communicating each other through this magic right. wax. <laughs> but um I mean, he, he like I said, he's. I think he's gotten better over time. He's made more of a name for himself over time. He's kind of become this uh, this meme lord almost because he's like that guy who's like the ultimate badass on the internet because of the whole John Wick thing and all that. Um, and like the fact that he doesn't age like at all. He man, this dude aged like fine wine. He did, yeah. Him and uh, Steve Carell, both those guys did. <laughs> we talked about that, yeah. And uh, <laughs> well, yeah, Steve Carell looks fucking great. But here's my thing, and the whole Batman thing. Don't give it to Keanu because it would be. Not an insult to Batman, not an insult to any of the creative writers, directors, producers at DCU. It would be a waste of everyone's time. Because Keanu Reeves, one, who even knows if he wants to do it. Wow. And two, it's like, why don't you get somebody young and aspiring? You know, there's my under oath fucking call for the day. <laughs> but um, get, get somebody younger, man. Somebody that you can milk. Because Keanu, I promise you, he's going to be like, two films. And they're going to be like, no, six films. Five, yeah. And, and he's going to be like... All right, yeah. now we're down to one film, and I want double what you offered me. <laughs> You're probably right about that. Because, bro, he's an A-list actor, my like only, you said. My only issue is with that is because of the universe that the DCU has set forth, you kind of have to go older now because of the way the whole narrative has played out with the whole Justice League thing. Well, like I said, unless they do a reboot again. Yeah, but I see, I would be normally I'd be totally okay with that, but Wonder Woman was so goddamn good. Right. Yeah. Why not give me motherfucking, um, you know, we've spoken about this before, Batman Beyond. Let me get a younger Bats that's... In the future? And and hear me out. You don't even need to sign on Ben Affleck for another movie. You could just be like, we need half an hour of footage. Here's 100K. And it could be like, you know, Ben Affleck passing down the information to the new Bats, the Batman Beyond. And then you could have a cocky, young, arrogant dude, Michael B. Jordan, bro. He'd be a great Batman Beyond. He would he, be. He'd be headstrong. Think about it. He's got the role with uh, Adonis Creed. He, he'd be like a headstrong bats, and he's just kind of trying to go into everything, pummeling motherfuckers. And then Ben Affleck's like, "Listen, you are the symbol of justice in Gotham. You know, you can't be headstrong. You can't be pounding people's faces in only when they deserve it." There's only one problem with that. Sure, with the Michael B. Jordan pitch, and I am with you 100. percent I think you'd nail it. Yeah, he was already Killmonger. In MCU? Yeah. Well, we've had actors crossover before. Like who? Uh, fuck, we spoke about it. Uh, it'll come to me. I'll, I'll well, bring it there, up next uh, week. There's only, well, not really crossing over because it's still at Marvel, but uh, uh, Brolin, Josh Brolin, he did Thanos and he did uh, Cable, but that's still Marvel. Yeah, but fuck. I, yeah, you know, now I'm curious to see if there's like a clause where it's like you can't do any I'm sure Marvel there is. movies. I'm sure there is. I'm curious. But well, I think he's a great pick because. Well, well, all right, hear me out, right? I'm sure there's a time period where it's like you can't do like a DC movie within the next two years or whatever. But Killmonger wasn't all that important. And frankly, granted, he was one of the better parts of the Black Panther movie. Definitely one of the better villains we've had recently in the Marvel. I don't think he's going to make a comeback realistically. Like there's no need for it. Bring him in as Batman Beyond. 
because Michael B. Jordan, he's a younger guy. He's what, 26, 27? And I don't know if he's that young, but he's like yeah, 30. He's 30. Early right? 30, yeah. You know, he could do this role. He's proven himself in the Rocky franchise that we love, and he's proven himself in the MCU, which, he, like I said, highlight of that movie, Was arguably. Come on, man. It's perfect. I'd agree. I and, already see it. And you get rid of that stigma of, oh, man, Batman's not black because it's not Bruce Wayne. You get rid of that whole whole yeah, entire thing. Bring it in with Batman Beyond. I like that. That's a good pitch, Gabe. Or bring him in as a Robin. Bring I, him in as like a, like a Tim Drake Robin, where he just goes kind of off the wall. Mm, yeah, see, now, now we're playing. Because, you know, granted, he I don't think he'd make a great, a great Dick Grayson, because Dick Grayson was kind of a... I don't want to call him pussy, but he was a boy the scout. lightest. Yeah, he, he was the lightest of the Robins. Yeah. Bring him as Tim Drake, man. Him be you the know he'd be great, though? Uh, now that we mention it, he would be a great fucking Red Hood, though. Yeah, I was just saying, bring yeah. him as Red Hood. Yeah. So have him train under Batman, and then boom. What's up, bitches? <laughs> <laughs> bow, bow, I like bow. that. I don't know. And but, then you got the whole Outlaws thing, and you can make a spinoff movie. And Man, really I'm cool. just making DC money right now. They just got to listen to this podcast. Well, it is what it is. Any closing thoughts on Batman? I don't want to rest on this for... No, no. I mean, I, I'm interested. I like. I think Affleck did a good job. I mean, you can only bedazzle a turd so much, you know. I think he did the best <laughs> he could uh, with the the scenario that he was given, and you know, I think he went into it excited, and he came out of it like, "Fuck this." I think no. I think there's some truth to that because they had that interview with him, like as they were talking about like backlash. Him and uh, Henry Cavill were talking about it, and you could see it in his face, kind of the excitement, kind of wane. But like you said, I think he definitely went into it like yeah, stoked. Man. But it is what it is. Moving on. See, I think Christian Bale got out of it the easiest. He did, he did three great films. All of them were bangers. Yep. And now he's on doing other great things. Yep. This is absolutely true. A- except for the whole, you know, I'm Batman thing. Probably following him around to his grave. I, or mean, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You it gotta take it with a grain of salt, man. Yeah, I mean, because it, it makes sense. But at the same time, you're like, man, you couldn't do anything better. But... You know, with Affleck back, they had the whole voice distorted. But you're like, oh, that doesn't. I don't really like that either. That's too fake. There's no winning in that scenario. Yeah, I don't there, think there's no winning. And you know, Batman doesn't need to be this deep growly motherfucker <laughs> necessarily. Definitely. So, real quick before we move on uh, from to the next uh, genre, I say, I, I finally got to check uh, check out Ant Man versus the Wasp last or Ant Man and the Wasp last night. Finally, okay. uh, it was Solid. a good. Yeah, man. It was. It kind of followed the same vein as Ant Man, where it was kind of a good heist movie. A good chase movie. Mm-mm. I know you. I know you don't Mm-mm. like him. Mm-mm. Yeah, I know. I know you don't like it. But um, I, I don't, it's not that I don't like the film. Is that it's not a true heist film? No, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree with that. If you're looking at it in the context of a heist film, it's actually quite bad. I mean, definitely. if you look at it in the context of a superhero film, wow, this is actually pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, it has that heist element, right? There, there's, yeah. there's that chase element. And Michael Pena is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, he's, he's hysterical <laughs> when he goes through the whole thing and they're friends. Yeah, are man, like, my cousin. <laughs> yeah, he's and they're in the movie. They made a joke. He's like, he's kind of like a juice box. Like you got to listen to the whole song. <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> so uh, it was really good. I enjoyed it. I was really intrigued by the the villain. I guess she's kind of the villain. More of like an anti-hero character. Uh, I I enjoyed her work, and it was a good film overall. Uh, the ending was really good. I liked the ending a lot, like the after-credits ending. The snip. Yeah, that's 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 good. It's very good. Yep. That's smart planning. And uh, I'm kind of bummed out. Not to spoil anything, but I'm kind of bummed out for... Um, what's her name? Character. I forget her fucking name. What's her name? Michelle Pfeiffer? Is that the right name? I think that's the right name. Where she like just came back into existence in the normal realm, and she gets snapped out of existence <laughs> when, the moment she fucking walks back in. It is what it is. But existence uh, is pain. Yeah. So I enjoyed it, and I, yeah, we had a good time. And me and my daughter watched The Incredibles two yesterday. We watched The Infinity War. We just had a very cool superhero very marathon movie night. Uh, get around to mid nineties, man. You gotta, you gotta sit down and watch. I'm working that. on it. All right. I got like two films you gotta watch. It was like negative five hundred five hundred degrees this week, man. What do you want me to do? I wasn't. I wasn't that bad. <laughs> but yeah. So no. Yeah, I enjoyed it. That's just something I want. Very cool. To Let's talk some gaming. 
Let's do it. Uh, so last week I said I'd give a re- review on the Resident Evil 2 remake. Yes. Um, all right, let's talk. Ooh, I don't like the tone, Gabe. I I don't even know where to start with this. Um, So I booted the game up, and I played as Leon, obviously. And you cried, like, viciously? Oh, bad. Why why did I cry viciously? I I don't know. Um, Fun fact, I think, like, 79% of at least the PC players picked Leon first. I thought that was an interesting statistic. Yeah, uh, because Steam cranked it out. They're like, oh, 79% of players play Leon on their, uh, like, play Leon's story first, because there's the two stories. What percentage of that was male? That's a good question. I don't know. Well, I, I don't think you have to specify on Steam. So, you know, that, mm. that wouldn't be... Or, you know, even if you put female, I don't think it'd be an accurate statistic, right? So this I booted true. the game up, and right from the get-go, um, it's Leon in kind of civilian clothes, and, you know, he goes into a gas station to tank up, and it starts. It's The game starts. Uh, it's beautifully cinematic. This game is... 155 percent atmosphere and you know me i'm a sucker for that shit you are if the game there's very few games that like pull me in like that and you know you would say rainbow six siege well that's a very different kind yeah. of pulling in. that's a yeah. focused yeah you know you're still playing a game mm-hmm. when i was playing the resident evil 2 remake i was in the fucking zone i was 110 percent in. i had my nice uh 7.1 headset on and i was just playing i was going through it and and um it, it looks phenomenal. I don't think there's anything to be said about the way the game looks, but there is a video where they crank up the face animations to 500%, which is fucking hilarious <laughs> if you haven't seen it already. I'll have to pull it up for you. Uh, but, please. okay, so the game looks fucking great. And yeah. this is what, what's to be expected from a game that's almost 20 years old, mm-hmm. if not already, right? Great job on that. Uh, like, I touched a bit on atmosphere. Atmosphere is great. The music, holy fucking shit. The music the and the... In this game, we, we talk a lot about horror. This is a, a genre, a topic we, we enjoy. And Adam said it, man. Horror works in the way where you're expecting a beat or a note or something there, and it's not. And it's offset yeah. by by a marker, too. Uh. And that's what spooks you. It's the sounds. The sound design in this game is excellent. The zombies, dude, they sound like they're curling fucking blood. It sounds like they're gargling blood some of the time. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck. Uh, it, it's great. Uh, the zombies look really good. They look fucking horrifying. And so I'm roughly halfway through Leon's story at this point, right? Uh, I got, I don't know, like eight hours into the game, which is forever if you know where I'm, I'm, I'm at, right? Because there are roughly 10-hour stories if, you're kinda, if you know what you're doing. Mm. But I, I love the puzzles. The puzzles are excellent. There's a lot of walking back and forth. The tension this game creates with the graphics, the music, the fucking... The entire experience, right? Because this is what Resident Evil is. You're paying for the experience mm-hmm. so much. Because the gameplay itself is straightforward, simplistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the premise is simplistic, right? But it's the experience. The tension is so fucking thick, you could cut it with a knife and mm-hmm. put it on a platter, bro. I love it. And I, I, I kind of mentioned this um, to a buddy of mine who's also playing it. This is going to be my game of the year unless something else comes out. And, you know, granted, I'm, I'm not going to play Kingdom Hearts 3 because I have no interest in it. I'm sorry for all the uh, Disney JRPG fanboys out there. I know it, it's got a special place in everybody's heart, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just not for me. I'll admit it. Um, this is going to be my game of the year. And this is a game that, honestly, if you could get it for 40 bucks, it's already a steal at that point. And And, <laughs> man, Maddie was, because uh, I'm playing it on a PC. And, oh, and one little side note, because um, I do have an Xbox One controller that I picked up for a couple of games. Um most notably Mortal Kombat, because it's kind of weird to play it with a keyboard. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. But um, this game kind of, and, and you know, I don't say this often, this game feels really good in, in the controller. Because a lot of the times when you translate over to keyboard and mouse, it's hard going back. But playing Resident Evil, I was like, 
I would argue that this is the same experience. You know, it really depends on what the game's built on. So like, the game is built like, a, you, but, but like the controls feel great. Yeah, no, is absolutely. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, it, they make sense. Feels good. It's fluid. Whereas a lot of games just kind of feel wonky coming back to them. Okay. You know, okay. it's nice okay. having a designated lean key on a keyboard with Siege, as opposed to oh, you got to hold down aim and click, which is you know not a bad concept. It's actually a really good concept. Well, now that I think about it, but it's nice having that designated lean. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel. And um. Honestly, th- th- this game is so fucking great. I love it. And <laughs> and I just got to the part where it's Mr. X and he follows you around the whole fucking police station. So if you thought it was like tense and fucking in your face-ish before that part, now you got a big motherfucker. You got the big show following you around, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and he just Superman punches you and he has like this throw and it's fucking disgusting, man. Honestly, this thing for Black Friday this year is a must. You're probably going to pick it up for like 30 bucks, if not less. And, and that's the great thing, which is kind of also the unfortunate thing. We talked about how single-player games, you could kind of wait a little bit, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not going anywhere. You're not missing out. You don't, you don't need to continuously rank up with everybody else to keep up. Black Friday, pick up this game because okay. you will not regret it. And fuck, man, it's so good. Okay, wow. I was actually expecting you to drop the butt in there some, at some point where you'd be like, but... Man, my only butt is that... I, I don't have more time to play it. Ooh. That's my only butt right now. That's a fucking... Because, you know, I come home from school. Some days I got a grade because I'm a TA and, you know, I got work and, you know, girlfriend's like, oh, I mean, you're kind of... Uh, come on. <laughs> you know, but this game gets me, bro. Like, there was a... <laughs> my first genuine scare in the game where I was like, holy fuck, was I'm walking down this hallway and uh, there's a window at the end of it, right? But there, it's, like, all quiet, so I'm not worried lightning strikes and you hear a massive fucking smack on the windshield and there's a zombie there and i like jump out of my seat <laughs> jesus fucking christ i mean i, I can tell the immersion is great because um you know i have youtube red so it just goes over to the next video right or next thing in your playlist or whatever and i was, I was watching a siege video and for whatever reason there was an evil game like a playthrough was gone and this is like ha- maybe halfway through claire's story probably right and like 30 seconds in i'm not even like visually watching it i'm just like having it on in the background and it fucking made me jump because of some of the fucking sound design. I'm like, okay, that was yep. effective. They did a good job with that. So this is something I, I plan on getting to eventually. I tell you, John, I'm kind of afraid of it. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, is the most forward way I can put it. Yeah. But it's not like this kind of like looming sense of doom that you're going to carry with you for the rest of your life. They I don't get, know, man. <laughs> they, well, because well, here's the thing, right? They, they, Like I said, they have their, their pop-up scares, right? Their jump scares. But they're not like it's. That's not the game. The game is this like, and I just said it wasn't this overwhelming sense of doom. It is. Yeah. It is in the game, but you don't take it out of the game with yeah. you. It, it, it's this kind of sense that, I like. All right, when I was playing, I had this mental note because you know it's a lot of like inventory control, and I ran out of ammo, and I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna try and get around these zombies right to get to this next floor, and then when I had to go back through that hallway, I was like fuck <laughs> and, and there's just this mindset where i know the moment i turn the corner i'm gonna hear that yeah and i'm just gonna like butt butt cheeks clenched <laughs> and i'm like i'm gonna have to find a way around this interesting and fuck man there's a lot of like going back and forth especially in the police station because that's the majority of parts one through three yeah well i'm sorry that's you know most of one through three and you you get to learn the map and the map becomes real intimate with uh with yourself mm-hmm. and fuck man so you think it was um, the perfect game to remaster in, in the Resident Evil series? Because I think easily a lot of people have been like, well, you should do 4 because 4 is the, the pinnacle of the series. No. Blah, blah, blah. 4 needs some time 
to breathe. Well, my my but my thing is like I think it was the perfect one because of the gameplay differences. Yeah, between two and because because here's the thing: what are you gonna do with a four remaster? Just bring it up to ten. Just bring it up. Yeah, just bring it up. That's bring all. You, it up that's to four K. That's all that's you would do. All you're gonna do. Yeah, but you know, like I said, uh, the the designers Miyazaki took great care because they said we redid a lot of these rooms, we redid a lot of these structures. It's still gonna feel like Resident Evil Two, but it's some newness to it. Yeah. It's some it's a breath of fresh air, you know, mm-hmm. and. That's the argument for it. You know, you don't have the fixed camera anymore, which is fucking great. Excellent, yeah. It is the best thing that this game could have ever needed. It was like thing one that they checked off, right? Uh-huh. And and you're right. It was the perfect one in the series to remaster because Resident Evil 2, um, you know, some people are going to argue like, oh, it was four that was great. Right, I get it. But two was like the OG pinnacle, right? No, I, no, I agree because I think I think if they went with one, I think uh, the, story just, the story didn't age very well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think kind of the premise didn't age well because the majority of that was in the house, if I'm, if I'm correct, right? Resident Evil 1, majority yep. of it was in mm-hmm. a house. I don't think it aged very well in regards to bringing it up to this one. This one, however, too, like you said, changed changed the game, was the original one that changed the game. And I think they took two, a rest. 2 was the one that brought the horror, man. It yeah. really did. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you could, you could say that, oh, they could remaster 3. And I'm sure that would have been a strong contender if 2 wasn't an option. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, look, man, 4 is, is, too, is too recent. To do a remaster, man. How long ago? Before two thousand eight. It's ten years old. Oh, that's not even that old. Yeah, definitely not. You know, it, like, like, what are you gonna do to it? You're just gonna make the audio better. Probably support, you know, seven point one surround sound, mm-hmm. which is a feat in its own. But I can't imagine it take a whole like two year no, development not. cycle mm-hmm. and then bring the graphics up. And then at that point, it's like, well, do you redo all the models and all the landscapes, or do you just slap a texture on it that brings it up to speed? You know, because I'm sure they could have half-assed that. Mm. Slap some textures on it, uh, translate the audio to 7.1, re- re-release it, and then people would have freaked the fuck out. But they did a justice to the Resident Evil franchise because we saw what 7 was, we saw what 6 did, and we're back to form. Mm-hmm. And seriously, this game is excellent. If you could get it for anything under $60, it is a steal. You are robbing them point blind. That being said, awesome. I didn't pay the 60 for it. Like I said, I got it in the promotion. I would happily pay $60 for this thing. Wow. I would very happily. Big words from Gabe. Yeah. Yeah, like I said. And, and you know, you don't have to get it right now. And that's the best fucking part. Mm-hmm. You go, wait, man. Wait till Halloween and turn that shit on. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. My, my buddy has some big fucking huevos because um, he's, he's played the Dead Spaces and he's played some of the other Resident Evils. Um, and, you know, that's not the crazy part. Is that he he's like, I'm not playing this in the daylight. <laughs> I'm like, wait, you, you mean to tell me you wait till the middle of the night to crank this open? He's like, yeah. I crank, I, I like open up my window. <laughs> he puts the surround sound on and he plays this game and I'm like in the middle of the night he's like yeah in the middle of the night I was like dude you got some fucking yeah, massive I, balls I remember uh, one time when we watched when I first watched the, the first time I remember watching The Exorcist it was in the middle of the night <laughs> and, the, and the moment she walked down those steps backwards I'm like I'm not finishing this do you have stairs in your house huh do you have stairs yeah, in I your did. house yeah I have two flights yeah and one of them, there's a door leading into the basement, so you could close the door. But, dude, whenever I had to turn that thing, especially after watching that movie, I was like, <laughs> nope, I did the fucking the three-stair hop all the way up into my bed. I was like, I don't know. I feel you. I definitely, don't play that. I definitely feel you on that one. So, like I said, I had to shut it off and watch, finish it in the morning. It's just the, the, the line that I had to draw for myself that particular night. So, I, uh, I don't want to give it a rating because I haven't finished it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that'd be fair to the game. However, um, kind of like you mentioned... Because I said I would happily spend the money on this, I think you should take that at face value. Yeah. And like, definitely. Like I said, man, get around to it later. If you're playing Kingdom Hearts 3, that's cool. We got Division 2 coming out in what, like a month? 
I'm <laughs> I'm gonna play because I got it for free. Yeah. And then we got Mortal Kombat in April, and then we got Devil May Cry in May. We got we got a fat stack, man. Of AAA titles coming out, and then the new Call of Duty iteration Cry. probably in like August September. Right. Yeah. 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 But still, you got a fat stack of AAA game titles coming out. If you get this game for under thirty dollars on Black Friday, get two copies. <laughs> Seriously, get two fucking copies. You know what? My wife, me and my wife were talking about it, and she's like, "Oh, um, she was talking to me because I guess she got an ad on her Facebook about Life is Strange too, right? Yeah. And she was like, uh, "That was a that was a free game to play a, a little bit back there. The, the original you know, Life is Strange yeah. was, yeah. And uh, I I didn't play it. I watched, I did walkthroughs of it because I think walkthroughs are almost more entertaining with that kind of game because the reactions are kind of half of the fun. And I don't know if you've seen any any any. Game. No, my uh, Polk just told me that I really enjoy this kind of game, but I never like got around. To Dude, it it, it's a mind fuck. It's yeah. a fantastic game, and like I said, the the, the the playthroughs are part of the fun. And then my wife's like, "Well, she's like, why didn't you buy it?" I'm like, "Like I said, I think like I said, the the, play, the playthroughs are more fun." I'm like, "Plus, I'm like, I don't really like the whole point and click kind of a thing where you just like the option. You know what I mean? I like a little bit more gameplay uh, for me." But um, she's like, "Well, I want to play it." I'm like, well I, well, I have it. I downloaded it for free when it first there came out. Go. I'm like, if you want, we could go through it. And I was walking over your shoulder with the baby in her high chair. Eating yeah, it. throw it up on the big screen. Yeah. And you got the, the old PlayStation there. Yeah, man, it's great to see um, kind of our, our significant others kind of getting back into it. Like I said, uh, my girlfriend, I bought her the Spyro Trilogy. Yeah. How'd you like that? It, it's great, man. But sometimes she'll give me the controller. She's like, I can't get past this part. I'm like, yeah, I got you, babe. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it's nice. It's a good feeling. You Definitely. Know? Uh, so... Uh, you got any closing comments on Resident Evil? No, man. I, I'm just stoked to see that you like it because it's it's genuinely. I would say this is probably one of the best remakes I've seen. You know what's funny? Because I feel like, as far as music, I'm the harsher critic, but as far as games, you're the harsher critic. You know what I mean? But I think in movies we kind of meet in the middle. But as far as like levels, you of, think so? I think so. You think I'm more forgiving on the music? Yeah, I, uh, probably because I got that mindset. If they're happy at the end of the day, yeah, fuck them. But. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of that's kind of funny how you and I interchange because you're like you're the biggest cheap guy I know. With all due respect, no, I mean, yeah, man, if you could save money, then save it. <laughs> so, but it's yeah. So you're like, I ain't fucking spending money on that shit. <laughs> the what, what do you think was the harshest game review I gave out there? Mm. Other ones. Ah, oh, man, let me think. Shit, because you, I think you laid into something one time that I'm like, maybe Battlefront Two. Where you like you didn't review it, you didn't review it per se, but your comments on it, you like really laid into it. Well, that's time. EA for you. Yeah, fucking ridiculous. But so uh, yeah, man, Resident Evil Two, scoop it up. Not now, if not now, then later, man. But seriously, this game, magnifique. Ooh, magnifique. Beautiful. And I'm, I'm honestly like, I'm like very pleased by this game. But it's even more pleasing that I didn't have to spend dedicated money to that because you know it was money I was already spending towards a part. Yeah. I got it for free. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right, what's the next topic? All right, so petition for a surprise combatant. Have great. You... More Mortal Kombat talk. Yeah, real quick though, because this Kano is... was confirmed. Kano was confirmed. Yes. Uh, now they were going to do the combat cast uh, on the thirtieth. Cancelled, but, but it was thick as cold. Yeah, they uh, they obviously canceled due to the, the inclement weather. They are a Chicago-based company, Siberia, and, and they didn't want anybody to die. But That's yeah, fair. so Kano was confirmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not really pleased by that. We don't need any more Kano. It's not. It's not. Bring the, Kano's son in. It's. It's not the Kano. It's the way he looks. Yeah, my buddy pointed it out. And here's the thing: he does kind of look awkward. He looks a lot thinner. Thinner, cartoony. He kind of looks like a Fortnite character. I wouldn't put it quite there, but yeah. he he's definitely he he's less bulky. He has a smaller frame. His face, uh, I don't have an issue with his face. It's the way everything comes together. I think it might be the costume. Plays yeah. a big part into it. Maybe. And 
And so you see what I'm saying about the cartoonish graphics. That was car- yeah, that looked cartoony to me. Nobody else has looked cartoony. He looked cartoony to me. And I think this might be a super subjective thing, but like my buddies see it when I said MK11 looks a little bit cartoony because it doesn't have that same gritty like filter that MKX did, which is fine. You don't need to repeat it, right? Mm-hmm. It looks a little bit cartoonish. And we kind of got it down to the lighting and the map. Mm-hmm. But now seeing Kano, that was weird. It was weird to me. It was weird, right? Especially it, it, when it you looks have like Especially when you have somebody like Baraka, who's like so like visceral, like a like a visceral. Like yeah, you man. look at Baraka; he looks like a fucking disgusting creature. Yeah, he he looks like a Mortal Kombat combatant. Yeah. Whereas Kano, you could kind of interchange him into Soul Calibur, Tekken. Yeah. He looks like he'd kind of fit around into most fighting games. Yeah, though. that was a little weird. Uh, also, people are like generally excuse for how thin he was is like, well, if you're going back to the past, it's like, well, that's bullshit because the last. The last MK9 Kano was massive. Yeah, MK9 Kano was fucking huge, and uh, it was like brick, bro. Yeah, so uh, I don't know, but, but yeah, I'm not gonna get into that. So, so who, what's your petition? No, not, I don't. It's not my petition. Uh, you probably seen this meme rolling around the internet, but there's Shaggy. A, yeah, no, not happening. <laughs> Here's the thing: Ed Boon tweeted it out. Yeah, and we know how Ed Boon is. What is going on with this Shaggy thing, though? I don't. Here, here's the internet. They find the most obscure reference or thing or whatever it may be and cling onto it. So. Here's how I believe it started. It started with, um, there's an anime I keep up with. Me and Maddie actually keep up with. We're both very heavily into this. It's called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And there's a very um, iconic scene in in uh, in one of the parts. Because there it's the seasons are, well, it's divided up into parts. There's eight parts. And then within each part, there's like one or two seasons. Right? Makes sense? Yeah. So within part three, there's a big fight between the your good guy and your bad guy. And it's the scene where they're walking up to each other. Right, and I'm sure you've seen it in one form or another, but somebody replaced the good guy uh, Jotaro with Shaggy, and they put the dialogue in there with something Shaggy would say. So he's like, "Yeah, man, I gotta get closer to you to kick your ass or something." And that's what how I saw it kick off. And so I think it spiraled out of control from there because now they see Shaggy as this big powerful creature. And I hate doing meme reviews because if you're reviewing a meme, it's already dead at that point. Yeah. And but the dude, um, I can't fucking remember his name. I'm so sorry. The dude who played Shaggy in the Matthew movies, Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Oh yeah, he was supposed to play Keith in in uh in his novel. If they're ever doing an adaptation, of what? It. <laughs> yeah, Keith said I want Matthew Lillard to play oh, wow. the main character in uh, Watch. But but yeah, he's super supportive of it. I, I guess do your thing. And if you got like you know extra DVD commentary shit, you could kind of put whatever you want over it because <laughs> people don't watch that anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, no, keep Shaggy out of my game. Yeah, I just thought it was we, fun. We could get a better petition. Let me get Spawn. Let me get Pyramid Head. Let me get fucking... We talked about this, man. Let me get Blade. Blade would be good. Blade would be great. I, I just thought it was funny because it's just like the most absurd thing. And Yeah, and that's Ed Boon for you, man. He'll, he'll fuck around. Yeah. I, I like when he dropped uh, Kano. He was like, no, for real this time, I'm not playing. It's, <laughs> Kano's actually in the game. Yeah, uh, I was a little concerned about Kano, but other than that, you know. He, he looks funny, yeah. and... Like I said, I'm, I'm not gonna go into the he whole like, MK11. You're not gonna know who did. you're not gonna know who this is, but he looks like Johnny Gargano, the fighter, the wrestler, or Austin Aries, the wrestler. You kind of interchange them. I'll show you after the fact. Gotcha. Because like you look at his face, I'm like, you look like Johnny Gargano to me. Anyway, moving on. So yeah, enough MK talk. I've tried to minimize this, especially when we have a combat cast coming gotcha. up. So we got a Power Rangers game coming out. Yes, we do. A battle for the grid. We do. What are you? What are, you, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I think who, who's a, publishing it? Who's developing? I, I who's publishing? Don't, you don't I know honestly, yet. I honestly don't know. Oh, you don't know yet. <laughs> I, no, I honestly don't know. Um, I didn't look that deeply into it. I saw it in passing, and uh, it's a fighting game. Uh, it looks like three v three. I think. Uh, I think it's an interesting concept. I mean, I don't know how much fun you can have with. 
Power Ranger characters as far as like making them look different. Well, granted, there's a bazillion different versions of the Red Ranger, yeah, but uh, oh, no, I was gonna say if you have, um, like the Mighty Morphin and the whatever the Samurai ones were, and because you have different iterations of the Power Rangers, yeah, if you can make each Red Ranger feel significantly different from each other Red Ranger, cool. Yeah, that would be cool, but I don't know how well that would be an execution. It's a little weird. Um, it looked a little wonky to me. Honestly, gameplay-wise, it kind of looked like a mobile game. Uh, so it was looked a little iffy to me. But I think it's kind of an interesting thing and that all these kind of, um, you know, these these games are getting like fighting games now because like, with the Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that. I think the fall of M- uh, MVCI kind of did that, you know, and Street Fighter V kind of being underwhelming, I think kind of opened the doors for these other games that kind of come in and I test think, the waters. I'm sure those games contributed. I think it's the fact that I would argue that a fighting game is easier to construct than like an FPS. And and here's the thing, right? Because, uh, you know, kind of sucking on that NRS tip Dumb. there. Yeah. Yeah, they make fighting games, but they make well-done fighting games. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a clear distinction there because I can make you a fighting game. I've done a 2D platformer with some combat in it, you know, for a project once. I, I think it's it's easy enough to make a fighting game, but it's something completely different to make a good fighting game. Yeah, I agree. And I would say that's that's probably one of one of the genres that's probably easiest to translate into. So I'm sure you could have done like a, I don't want to call it an open world, but like let's call it a role playing game, right? With Power Rangers, that'd be cool. With a with a cool story and stuff, I'm sure that's more time investment and money that people just don't want to put into a dead franchise. Realistically, yeah. Power Rangers was the shit when we were growing up, man. Saturday Saturday morning special, bro. I remember that. Mm. And, uh, you know, granted, there, there's a lot of cool Power Rangers lore. There's a lot of cool villains. But how long can you keep this thing going, man? Forever, apparently. They haven't stopped yet. <laughs> you know? Do you. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Because, uh, like I said, the door's kind of open because of some of the giants kind of taking a step back. Well, that's the thing. Who's this game being marketed towards? I don't know. Because is it kids? Kids don't watch Power Rangers anymore. Is it us? We got MK11, man. We got Street Fighter Five. We got all these good games coming out. And... This is a point I made with one of my buddies. Granted, these games are bloody and visceral, but we don't love them because of that. We we love them. We, we love the gore. All right, let me rephrase this. We don't play bloody and gory games because they're bloody and gory. We play those games because that blood and gore is an attachment to the franchises we like, to the game types we like, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So I can't imagine that Power Rangers is going to get an M rating. No, absolutely not. Definitely not. I mean, it would surprise me if it gets a T rating. Honestly, because just the way it looked. Does it look cartoony? It's, it's it look- kind of cartoony. And my, my issue is, like I said, it kind of looks like a mobile game. And maybe they should have just made a mobile game. The hit, the hit stop thing. Yeah, like a Star Wars uh, Galaxies thing, you know? Or uh, mm. what was it? The, the fucking where you have the squad of three. And uh, you ever play that mobile game? I played it for a bit there. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I think Galaxy of the Heroes of Galaxies. Yeah. Like Galaxy of Heroes or something yeah, like that. Definitely. I, I just thought it was interesting. Like I said, but from like a mechanic standpoint, like the hit stop, I don't get, you know what hit stop is? Basically, yeah. what person hits, the, the game like stops and freezes or whatever. I don't like that. Uh, you know, me. I'm kind of curious to see from, from a fighting game perspective, what the frame data is going to look like. Because yeah. I can't imagine that there's guys in there that are designated frame data guys, you know? Like, oh, this move has, like, 19 frames of startup. It's going to be, you know, unsafe on block or some or some shit like that, you yeah. know? Where they're probably just going to be like, okay, well, this has a longer animation, so it's going to be like this, you know? No, I, I definitely think that's part of it, and I don't I don't really see, granted, you know, Here's the, the fighting game community is weird. I, I think we can sum this up very nicely in the following statement. 
Power Rangers is cool, and it's nice to see them kind of make a comeback with the movies. But making a Power Rangers fighting game is a total unnecessary move and maybe a misstep in the wrong direction. I think it would have been awesome in the late 90s. They yeah, on, they on had NES. a PS1. Or on the, fuck it, on the NES. Fuck it. But uh, so yeah, yeah I don't honestly, know. a mobile game would have cut it. If they were really trying to get into the game market, a mobile game would have cut it. Yeah. And just put microtransactions like every other fucking mobile game. Facts. But yeah, so that's all I wanted to talk about, about in that regard. So, moving on. So... As I mentioned this previously, when the Sony dropped out of E3, Xbox said has stated they're going to go big. Well, at my point, my well, they got, realistically they got two spots to fill. Yeah, out. they're going to go big at E3 this year, and I'm like, well, that's funny uh, because in comparison, anything you put out will be big compared to Sony. Because yeah, I mean, one is always going to be greater than zero. Exactly. So I thought that was kind of a funny statement, and it's like, well, now you decided to go big. Well, all right, here, here's the thing with the consoles. PS4 had an excellent marketing campaign, an excellent launch, and it was just, I don't want to say issue-free, but it was a lot smoother than what Xbox One had to go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, they marketed it as an in-home entertainment system, which if you're even buying something like that, why not just get a fucking, like, a shield or, or something that's not an Xbox One? That's fucking, what, 500 bucks at launch? Yeah. Um, the Xbox One has made a come around, and it is a rather viable system now. Yeah. I'm not going to get into logistics, but the Game Pass is fuck what is it like five bucks a month if you get the yearly and you have x <laughs> that was a weird noise and you have access to like 200 games so right off the bat you already uh, have a massive archive blah 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 right and they're doing good things and the xbox adaptive controller that we covered last year excellent great moves by microsoft but now we're coming to the end of the life cycle of both systems and granted that's not going to be right now that's not going to be at e3 they're gonna be like yeah we're done it's probably gonna be in the next year or two yeah. You know, where they announced the next one, and I have rumors for the, the thing, but what is Xbox going to unveil now? What can they do? What, 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 I mean, like, let's think. The console war is coming to a wind down, at least for this gen. Yeah. But my point is, what what can they come out with that's going to shake the world? Honestly. Halo? Oh, oh, a Halo, maybe? No, that's not even going to shake the world, because Halo fans are already fucking disappointed. Yeah. The Master Chief Collection was a shit show, and they just got that working properly in the last couple weeks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They fucking soiled one of my favorite franchises. I'm sorry. And I was already weird about 4, and 5 was a complete and utter shit show, and it sucks, because Halo makes more money in all the stuff that aren't the games anymore. The books, the comics, the figures. The f- <laughs> Okay, all right. Game, Back game, to form. Gabe got red there. Here's what, here's, here's what they're going to do. <laughs> okay. They're going to drop some AAA titles. They're probably going to drop, I don't know, one or two exclusives. And then they're probably going to talk a little bit about future plans, new controller design, obviously, because that's one thing that Microsoft is really good at, designing the controllers. And uh, Sony's got some good ones. Microsoft's got a shitload of good ones, though. they got a much more handful. And plus the whole controller customization on the site. Tell me that wouldn't be cool for a PlayStation controller. Right, they're probably gonna talk about some system updates, and that's gonna be it. But they said going big. What? What big? Like, what? What? What could they do? What? Well, does, what? Uh, the, did what? they already drop the Scarlet? That like new Xbox One, where it's like almost the power of a computer. Yeah, they, they did that already. That's dropped, right? Yeah, they did that already. I don't know what they're gonna do. What's big? Because you're you're an Xbox guy. Well, you're, I was. You previously were. I would say I'm a Microsoft guy. I think that's a fair statement. Yeah. What 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 do they got? What 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 um, exclusive do they have that could shake things up? 
The only thing that I could possibly see kind of like fucking up the landscape right now is if they come out with some ridiculous bundle, like a brand new like base Xbox One for like $150, two controllers, and three games. That's the only thing that could realistically shake it up because then if you don't have a next-gen console or if you're looking to get an Xbox One, $150. I feel like for a new thing with all those, you know? I feel like they've kind of fucked up their exclusives though because like you said, Halo's one of them that you said that's kind of fallen from grace. Uh, Titanfall of, is no longer. Yeah, Titanfall is not exclusive Ge- anymore. There's people I know that are excited for Gears, but that's also fallen from grace. Gears, that's that's another one that's kind of fallen from grace. Like, what what do they have? Forza, or is oh fuck? I think the Forza might not even be exclusive. I don't know. Titanfall is no longer an exclusive. We talked about that. They're gonna have to, you know, it's gonna be having something that surprises us. And it's, I don't think it's gonna come from an established uh, franchise. I think it's gonna have to be new because I think. I don't know. This is just me. And I granted, you know, I could, I'm a little bit of a fanboy, I admit, admittedly. But as far as new shit, they haven't come up with anything new that really has improved or like anything new that's really like shaken up some shit. You know what I mean? Because I think they lean heavily on those games that were exclusives, the Gears, the Halos of the world, stuff like that. But those but, are milked. Yeah, those are something that, that you already, you've exhausted those. So what next? Because they haven't really come out with the new IP. Yeah, that's- you're right. If they're, if they're dropping an exclusive, it's got to be brand new. Mm-hmm. Or it's got to be, they got to have taken some studio by the balls and twisted them until they're black and blue and talking about you can't release this on the Sony. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. I guess we'll see. And and like I said, Microsoft, when they when they want to deliver, they will. And I'm sure this is a good time for it. And it'll probably be something neither of us expected. I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait. I think we have solid speculations, though. Yeah. Because, like I said, I don't don't see it coming from an existing franchise. It has to be something that's fucking like some cyberpunk 20-something-something or whatever. But that's not going to be an exclusive. I know. That's my point. But it has to be something on that kind of... Out of the blue? Yeah. Out of... You're like, wow, what the fuck is that? It gets people talking because I feel like a lot of people who are fans of the established franchises are kind of just left disappointed the last couple of years. Sour taste in their mouths. So I don't know. Moving on. So I don't. I didn't remember if I put this on here. Or you put this on here. I put this on. So here. you put this on. So here. there are rumors going around. There was a article published in Japan about the PlayStation Five. Okay. And all right, take this with a grain of salt because it is still rumors. It has backwards compatibility all the way up, all the way from PS One to PS Four. Okay. That's interesting. And the way it was explained was that the processor in the PS Five has integrated. Like uh, like NanoProp for the other processors, being the four, three, two, and one. So it'll understand the game types, and it it knows knows how to work with it. Hmm. And that's the way it was explained. I didn't I didn't get a chance to read the article myself. It was something I caught wind of. Um, thoughts? Uh, well, I don't see anything. Uh, I think that's interesting. Uh, I think it's kind of hard to believe from my standpoint or from the standpoint of a Sony person who's been a consumer for a long time because they have, outside of the two, they just basically said, fuck it. Fuck backwards compatibility. We're moving forward. Well, now they have it. They have that as a service. Yeah. PlayStation Now. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but overall, I think as far as like including it, because then, the, then at that point, they, they kind of negate that business practice the whole playstation now thing sure but if you're coming from xbox or if there's like a library of games you want to play that you don't have playstation now is still not a bad option this is true here's my thing i agree with you it's highly unbelievable i think the best case scenario is that they're going to make playstation 1 and 2 games backwards compatible on the 5 i think that's best case scenario mm-hmm. probably not even going to be the base scenario 
Um, if that's if that's truth, I think that's gonna be a massive selling point. Yeah. Because the reason I got an Xbox 360, because my mom was bitching. She was like, "Well, what about all your old games? Well, I could play them on the new th- console." What do you mean? I don't have to throw them away. They're still good. You know, and that was like a big selling point uh-huh. for the 360 for the previous gen. Um, I agree with you. It's it's kind of out there, and I don't think it'll happen. If it does, though, massive selling point. Yeah. Props to Sony. For Huge. For kind of giving up that. Fuck a copy. Oh, While we're on the console wars, I want a quick shout out to Sony because they dropped my favorite of this gen. They dropped my favorite uh, kind of diss track to Microsoft. And they did a thing where it was like how to share games on the Xbox One. And I went through this whole long process, right? And then it's like how to share games yeah. on the PlayStation 4. You just give it to Here your you friend. Go. Yeah. I love that. So good. I saw that. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Good stuff. All right, so those... Uh, oh, talk to me about the PlayStation Plus games for February. So, okay. We got some good ones? I think they're okay. Um, you know, you could go ahead and test them out yourself. But um, obviously, January had Steep and Portal, Portal Knights, which I guess is pretty good. But uh, this month... Now, these are games that came out a while ago, but I think they're interesting. Uh, PlayStation Plus games for February are For Honor... So cool. you want to be really my buddy is still very heavily oh. into that. Really, and he keeps what's the word? Proponing it or uh, pitching it? The what? Pitching it? Yeah, pitching it. There yeah. we go. That's a much more elegant way of saying it. Um, so that's one for honor. Now this game just had a sequel that came out, which kind of flopped, but I heard it was good. Hitman, the orig- the new oh, Hitman, yeah. the newest. So re- the newest one is on PlayStation. The newest reboot. So the first, the one that was previous to the one that just came out. Okay. Okay. So. With all, I guess, with all the, the the contracts or whatever on it as well, so I think that's good. I think it's a solid lineup. Um, I don't know how how popular For Honor is anymore. I played the beta. I, I thought it was all right, um, but well, hey man, now's the time to download it. Check it out if it's even worth your time. Guess so, because uh, I'm I'm deleting steep because I got bored of it after a while. Uh, it, was, it was all right. But. Yeah, man. Sometimes the games are hit or miss, but. It's all up yeah. to preference and stuff. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, so th- those are the games of the month. And uh, yeah, if you guys wanted to go ahead and check them out, go ahead and Very do that. Very cool. Um, so I have a rewrite this. You do. On this week's. You do. And, uh, okay, so let's talk. Let's talk alphas, betas. And I want to make the clear distinction. These are not demos. These what about are, Charlies? No Charlies. Oh, okay. I'm talking about alphas, and betas, open alphas, closed alphas for games. Uh, right. And I want to make the distinction now. These are not demos. These are not demo discs. You remember demo discs? Mm, yeah. You have any of those? I yeah. remember the fuck out of those. I do. Good shit. They were fun. Those were snippets of games that were completed, and they gave you a level to play through. Yep. Alphas and betas now are more often than not one or two online multiplayer modes in the prettiest maps with all the good stuff in the game. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. And it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be polished. Uh-huh. It's supposed to make you want to buy the game. Right? That's what. Well, betas, for. not so much alphas. Okay. Yeah. Well. I think that kind of encompasses it, right? Yeah. Here's my proposition on how we change this and what makes a better consumer provider relationship. Do you know what a bug chaser is? No. Okay, so there's two types of bug chasers. Um, the first one, which what I'm not talking about, is people that chase STDs. That's what I'm not talking about. The second type is an IT term for a uh, kind of like the modern cowboy. I think it's a pretty interesting concept. So you're a security professional. You're an IT security professional, and you go on uh, websites that are kind of like bounty boards, and they tell you, hey, um, here's some stuff you need. Break into our system. Uh-huh. Have at it. Document it. Submit it to us, and we'll, and we'll give you a payout. And there's you know low-level payouts for easier stuff like here's 50 bucks. 
And then there's crazy ass algorithms that'll pay out a hundred grand plus. Oh shit. So it, it, it's modern day cowboyism. It's, it's digital cowboyism. And I, I, I like the concept of it. So here's my proposition for the alphas and betas of the world. Here's what you do. You do the same thing. You do the bug chasing. You do the cowboyism for alphas and betas. So you have people go in and if they experience a bug, you have them document it, screenshot it, whatever they can, right? To get it down on paper, they describe the issue, they submit it. Then you have people on the receiving end, right? On the provider side, you have like a, a, a team of IT people. And one, they notice any trends. So if there's a massive influx of people that's saying like, yeah, I get black screened when I spawn in. They're like, oh shit, maybe this is something, this is a real issue. And this isn't just a one-off thing. Maybe we should seriously look into this. And so what they do is they review these cases and they look through it, blah, blah, blah. And then they reward the bounty hunters with in-game currency. So here, here's the dynamic you have. You have a, a, a symbiotic relationship between the two. You have these bug chasers actively looking for, for bugs, glitches, and shit like that. And so what they're doing is that they're trying to actively improve the game and saying, hey, this aspect of your game is broken. Here I have all the documentation on it. I'm going to submit a ticket. Then you have the people on the other end also actively making the game better. But now they're rewarding the bug chasers and they're providing in-game currency. So what does this promote? This promotes the idea of, hey, I have a shitload of in-game currency. Maybe I should actually buy the game. This is just the beta. So now when you buy the game, you buy whatever the fuck you want right off the bat. Thoughts? I think it's interesting. Uh, but my only thing is this, is that because of the way the internet works, people do that shit for free for them anyways. Nine times out Oh, of yeah. Time. I'm sure there's ways... To- for it to be exploited yeah because people do it for free anyway so like oh my god let me fucking get in contact with ubisoft fucking support i don't want a fucking black screen in this beta what the fuck ubi what are you doing oh i'm sorry we had different mentalities on it my, my thing was that once somebody finds a pretty common glitch then everybody's gonna submit it i wasn't yeah. thinking about that i was thinking about more about along the lines of like they get that they get that kind of same for, service for free already so i don't think they would pay people to do it you know what i'm saying yeah but have in a closed beta environment and a closed beta is a different story. But like right. the, the big open betas, yeah. I, I, th- I think the concept is good. Yeah, I think it's not a bad idea. I think idea. it needs to work and, some kinks and out. You're, and you're, and you're, like I said, it's in-game currency. So and, like. and here's the thing, right? Ubisoft already kind of has it for Rainbow Six because I have access to test servers. Granted, I don't really fuck with it until the new ops get announced and I get to play them, right? Because mm-hmm. any other time, I'm like, whatever. But they have the same thing. In exchange for getting all this new content, the new map, the new operators early and getting to play them, you now kind of have this moral obligation... Because there, there's a there's a glitch bug ticketing system now. So mm-hmm. if you encounter something, fucking screenshot it, write up what you were doing, what happened, and submit it, and they'll review it. And that's kind of the give and take. You don't have to do it. By no means do you have to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's this kind of thing that's like, hey, we scratch your back, scratch ours. Yeah, I think it's interesting. And, think- you know, I do it, of course, because yeah. I understand. I'm, I'm a software developer. Uh-huh. I understand when something goes fucking AWOL, and now you're pulling hair out. Yeah. <laughs> so... I think, it's just, I think yeah. that was an interesting take, man. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's kind of an interesting thing. I don't know how, how like I said, the implement, implementation of that would be a little bit hard, I think. But, hey, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to improve the uh, gaming space that we're living in. Yeah, I think that'd be nice. Because, uh, like, I think, what kind of piggybacking off what I said, I think there is a level of uh, entitlement when it comes to the consumer, when it comes to the betas and alphas, right? So if things don't work, right. great, even if they know they're playing a beta or an alpha, if something doesn't work, they're going to like rig the company through the coals. And if you have somebody who's actively looking for these things to improve it, it's a different story. Well, like I said, there's low-level bounties on these boards that said, 
yeah, well, you know, if you get this kind of error, it's like a 50 cent payout. Yeah. It's not anything crazy. Mm -hmm. And most users do encounter it. We're working on a fix. So you could say like, hey, if you encounter this issue, you know, we're already working on it. Mm -hmm. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. But if it's not any of the listed above or if they have some crazy like shit that happened once or twice, they're like, hey, if you could replicate this in a controlled environment, big, big, big moolah. Interesting. But yeah, man, it, like I said, for alphas and betas, because... You don't want to release that because, like you said, if I'm spending sixty bucks on a game, then yeah, absolutely, I want my fucking customer support. I want the game support. I want server support. All that shit mm -hmm. that should be included. Yeah. But as a beta, I think it's more viable. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. I like that game. It's a good idea. I like how you think about these things. Now, I didn't put anything down for rated this week because I didn't put anything down. I didn't That's think. fine, man. We can't uh, we can't exhaust all the bands we know. Yeah, definitely. With rating the discography, so we'll come back next week with something more uh, more creative, more intuitive. Yes, sir. So uh, let's get into uh, music news and reviews. We're going to put certified bangers at the end because okay. I put it at the end and you put it at the top. I'm sorry. Okay. It. So talk to me about uh, Dead American False Intentions. I actually listened to this. I thought it was a pretty interesting track. Yeah. So Dead American is a project by Cove Reber, formerly the vocalist of Seosin. Uh, and this is a band that's kind of catching a little bit of press recently. Uh, I think they just announced the tour with somebody big. I'm sorry. I slipped my mind. They also played with Seosin recently. We talked about that. Uh, so they had a, an EP came out last year. It's called The Shape of Punk. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good EP. Yeah, I uh, I took a listen because yeah. I saw this on here and I was like, I want to be prepared. It's interesting because, you know, you ask 100 people, what is your definition of punk? You're going to get 100 different answers. Yeah. And if we're looking at a musical genre specifically, I wouldn't necessarily call this punk music. No. Definitely. But as an ideology, yeah, it's punk enough. Absolutely. Uh, and I think they're kind of an interesting band because... They have, they're kind of a hodgepodge of kind of interesting. A lot of things. There's yeah. a, like a hip hop influence. A little bit There's of industrial kind of a vibe. Uh, I would I would say it's more industrial than metalcore, honestly. Yeah. Because it has that old, like, man, I don't want to sling mud on the name, but it has like that old disturbed vibe, that like cold chamber vibe. Yeah. It's it, it's funny because it sounds like um, Sleep Wave to me, a little bit of a Sleep Wave vibe, which is from uh, Spencer's other band. It sounds kind of like that. Uh, rock, they have kind of a rock and roll influence too. I would to say it. like Angels and Airwaves too. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the best of the B sides of bands. Exactly. Say that five times real fast. No, I'm not going to do that. But uh, so yeah, man, it's an interesting project. I'm going to keep my eye on it because assuming that the single came out, assuming that they're working on a full length, right, this year. And uh, I'm excited because I think, especially coming in from a, a veteran of the scene, so to speak, um, I'm looking forward to what Cove does here. So um, a lot of people say that if you want to be successful in the music podcast, whatever industry that you're in, you got to make yourself stand out. Mm -hmm. And going into this track, I, I was like, okay, this is probably some thick, hardcore band Jake found and wanted to spotlight. <laughs> and, and, you know, granted, a lot of those bands you point out are great. Yeah. Um, and then some kind of fall through the cracks for me. I'm sure it's the same way. Yeah, vice versa. Absolutely. But I checked them out and I didn't really know what I was getting into. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of listened to it and I, and the funny thing was, as I ended up listening to the whole song, which I don't really do for a lot of things that I'm just kind of poking around at. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it, well, like you said, it's hard to classify this. It's yeah. like kind of hard to contain it. It's like morph. Yeah. You know, but check it out. I think you won't be disappointed. Absolutely not. Because like Jacob mentioned, it's veterans. They got this weird, distorted, uh, you know, Salvador Dali vision that they're going for, really. And uh, I think it's interesting enough, man. And I think that's I think that's going to pique my interest in the full length or the EP, whatever they're planning to drop. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, keep an eye out for that because I think because uh, Dead American has been something I feel like Cole's been working on for a long time. Like a it, long time. It sounded time. like, um, like uh, parts of This the, this or the Apocalypse by... Uh, that album by motherfucking uh oh fuck 
Oh, help me. <laughs> was it was it the album? This or the apocalypse? Uh, what's the album called? Is that what you're looking for? Hang on, I'm gonna look it up real quick because okay. I'm, I'm getting worse and worse with names. I feel Ooh. like I'm going on. Uh oh, sorry, dead air. I just realized that we have dead air going. But yeah, Gabe's looking up the info. But so the album or the band is this or the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. The album is Dead Years. Okay. Okay. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I had it right the first time. Yeah, you did. <laughs> All right, but yeah, so definitely check that out. Like I said, it's kind of hard. If it's kind, it's a little bit more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, new to the scene friendly than any of the other things that me and Gabe may normally mention on yeah, the show. Yeah, if you're trying to wet your toes, I think it's a nice a entry way. point if you're into into that kind that, of thing. that. And I would say like uh, like Mashuga is a very <laughs> <laughs> all right but yeah so definitely check that out i think it's something that was interesting moving along to the next topic which is another band that speaking of the thick and nasty varials is working on a new album uh they're working on it what do cool. you feel how do you uh, feel varials is great i put them in the same category as knocked loose granted knocked loose is a lot bigger i yep. argue varials needs more attention yep uh, i also want to mention gideon's in the studio so gideon so Ooh. we're gonna get a lot of thick nasty boy chug chug albums this year thick with double c no k like three C's, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that'll be fun. I think it's interesting that a lot of um, there seems to be this overlap between a lot of like the the emo rappers I enjoy and a lot of the hardcore bands I enjoy, because like uh, one of the rappers Puya did a crossover with a band called Volumes, which is a you know a hardcore band, mm-hmm. and they did a crossover. But at the same time, Varials came out of Pennsylvania. Yeah. And a lot of these both both genres, a lot of like the heavy hitters are coming out of. PA like is it that fucking boring out there I guess so you know I made the comment that when I came back from Lancaster I was like yeah I get why August Burns Red is so angry all the time (laughs) but I I think it's interesting you know yeah a lot a lot of both genres come out of Pennsylvania yeah that's a little weird you know Uh, I was gonna say I saw a uh, meme the other day uh, and it says you know the um, the scene from Predator where Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger like fucking like do the most manly handshake in history of all time and it has like the thing in the middle that they're agreeing on it has, uh, it said the emo SoundCloud rappers and hardcore or big titty goth thoughts. No, 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 it's not big titty goth thoughts. It was playing your girlfriend's, your ex girlfriend's voicemails in your songs. And it was, <laughs> that was the, the thing that they agreed on. I thought that was funny. But so, yeah, man, we're down with the thickness this year, you know what I'm saying? And I'm excited. Very cool. Um, I think, well, yeah, all right, let's talk. Uh, so our 10 song set list was decided off the year's Chelsea Grin this week. Mm-hmm. You got your 10 song set list? I do. Oh, wow, cool. All right, uh, you want to go first or should I go first? <laughs> go first. Go ahead. All right, uh, we're going to open up with Playing With Fire. The song is a fucking banger all the way through. Love it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go into Hostage. Three is Dead Rose. Four is Four Horsemen. I think that song's underappreciated. I really enjoy it. It's still when uh, Alex is in the band. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Tom will do more justice than a half to that. Mm. Uh, then we're going to kick it old school with uh, Cheyenne Strokes or Shane Strokes, whatever you want to fucking call it. See you soon. Uh, another underappreciated hit, which is off the newer album, uh, Eternal Nightmare, the closing track. I think it's fucking great, mm-hmm. instrumentally and vocally. Lots of good stuff, lots of nitty-gritty in there. Mm-hmm. It's like a seven-layer casserole, like I said when I gave the review. Mm-hmm. Check that out. And then these last three are going to be absolute psycho, like, breaking arms and mosh pits. My Damnation, into Kruka Banger, into Recreant, and it's just all those throwback goodies that made Chelsea grin. Put them in the spotlight. Fair enough, fair enough. So, real quick... I want to mention the fact that Gabe is a little bit bigger of a Chelsea Grin fan than I am, but oh, yeah. I have a lot of the new album because I enjoyed the new album, right? Yeah, That's man, it. it was a solid album. So we're going to open up with Recreant. I'm going to open up with it. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm going to open so up with it. it up. Uh, Sonnet of the Wretched, The Wolf, Outliers, Nobody Listened, 
the Foolish One, Across the Earth, Dead Rose, and Hostage closing out. Wow, you had like most of the new album in there, yeah. huh? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I, I'm a fan, man. You I didn't play know. My Damn Nation, huh? I, don't know. I guess not, We're man. playing with fire? I think those two should be staples in any Chelsea Grin oh, set. But. You know. Cool, man. Oh, no, I'm glad you enjoyed the new album because we, we had some, uh, I don't want to say debate, we had some chat about it, though, and I, I definitely liked it a lot, and I didn't know where you were on it. But. I, I, enjoy, I definitely enjoyed it more than anything they put out. Cool. I will say that. I think Tom is a good addition. Absolutely. And it's kind of funny because now none of the original members <laughs> of Chelsea Grin are in Chelsea Grin. Man, Chelsea Grin got good when everybody left. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I mean, true or false? I mean, it is what it is, man. <laughs> wow. All right. It's like a... <laughs> Gabe, Gabe knows no, it's true. I'm trying truth. to think of another band that had a shitload of fucking members in and out. Well, the, usually those... That usually means that they get worse. Most times. Most times. In this time. I Well, because it's not like everybody left at once. It was a gradual. What difference does that make? <laughs> well, because well, here's the thing, right? Because you replaced the guy that left with somebody better. And that's how they got to this point. I think that's a fair statement. I mean, they had Jason Richardson as a guitar player at one point. Oh, man, he was, yeah, he was great. Yeah. But I'm just saying that, that it's a Chelsea Grin is better now than it's ever been before. And there's some truth to Jacob's statement, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't like the faceless where all the guys were just like, drugs. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck, we can't do music anymore. Yeah, this is, this is true. Very cool. Um, you got any certified bangers? I do. I, ha- I brought three with me. All right, go ahead. You go first. Um, sorry, let me pull it up real quick. I got. I mean, I'm sorry, I was I was Ill, Ill prepared. Well, talk about false intentions. I'm gonna put that on there. Uh, Haunt me, a new uh, single by uh, While She Sleeps. They came, that came out. Very I, cool. I enjoyed that. Now, forgive me. Uh, this is a little bit older, and this is something that's outside of my realm normally. But um, Chester Bennington had a project called Dead by Sunrise, right? Uh, I, at the time, I had mixed feelings about the album when it came out. Uh, I went back and I enjoyed it. It is nice alternative rock, and if you like it, then you like it. Got to go into it with an open mind, huh? Yes, a little bit because it's kind of ironic considering the review you did last week. But <laughs> well, we talked about that. I, 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 I'm not gonna get into it, but um, I enjoy it. Um, uh, I think it's 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 interesting because you could totally see if you combined Fort Minor and Dead by Sunrise, you get Lincoln Park, right? But like. It's just weird how you could tell where where what the, elements what elements come yeah what elements come from where I That's think it's funny. kind of, it's kind of interesting so you know, um I don't mean to harp on about bringing me the horizon and stuff but quick little thing right because you mentioned that like you mentioned that I feel like every time that a Slipknot album comes out we're all kind of worried yeah right and then I said I said in the chat earlier this week I was like yeah every time I bring me the horizon album drops the fan bullies fucking like splits into two groups my my thing is like yes you're right but the thing is. Like, oh, man. And there's another thing. Oh, man. First first number one album. It's like in the fucking UK. Relax. Um, that, that's still an achievement, though. Ah, eh, fuck them. Fuck them. It's, it's only an achievement if you're not from there. What? It's only an achievement if you're not from there. Anyway. No, it's a massive achievement if you are from there. That's what I'm saying. It's only an achievement if you're from there. You said if you're not from there. Oh, it's only an achievement if you're from there. How many number one hits do you have in how many countries? Me? Yeah. None. <laughs> Not even this podcast. Yeah. Listen, man, I get it. You don't like them, but here's my theory on why. They're happy, so well, I'm happy. No, 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 no. That's not it. Here's my theory on you and why you don't like them, right? So when you did the uh, That's the Spirit album review, it was almost identical. But here's the thing. 
when you said last week, yeah, there's a couple songs I like off That's the Spirit. I think you're in this cycle. And once you see their next album, you're going to be like, there's like one song off off Amo that wasn't well, complete dog shit, but this new album well, is point, dog shit and a half. My point is, from that, it's not it's not cyclical if the number is getting worse progressively. Right, but but when you drop the, I can't, the Spirit album review, there was nothing, and you got around to it. There was like three Throne on Doom. the initial album review, there was nothing you enjoyed. Really? Yeah. Interesting. That's interesting. So, so I'm saying maybe, and I'm no. not saying I'm not saying you're gonna love the album, <laughs> but maybe you'll you'll find joy in a track. I can't, I could even get through it. Yeah, give it give it some time, man. Like I said, wait till the new album comes out, hate that, and then go back to this Why? and be like, wow, this isn't that bad. Well, no, well, <laughs> well you can't really. That's in comparison. But then, but but the problem is, is that I'll just go back to the, there as a hell and just hate all of it all over again. <laughs> but anyway, uh. What was I saying? I forget. Anyway, I got my bangers of the <laughs> Go week. Ahead. Ready? Sorry. I got I got three different ones. Thankfully, we didn't overlap this week. Um, so a band called Revolve, nice, heavy, dirty chugging. Uh, the song is called Crown of Scorn, but the of is not of. It's ov because I don't know if they're Swedish, but this leads me to believe they're Swedish. Swedish. It's slow chugging, which is good. I like it. Uh, a metalcore band that kind of caught my attention. Song is called Thorns by a band called Hollywood Nightmare. Keep them on your radar. I think they're doing cool things. Hollywood Nightmare. Yeah. Um, they're not, you know, um, going to be the next breakthrough or anything. I think um, their sound is kind of interesting, though. And I think they got some nice production values in there. And then the last one, well, one plus a bonus. Um, Cage the Elephant dropped a new single this week called uh, Ready to Go. Dude, this thing is fucking great. Check this out, man. I love Cage the Elephant. And I think this song... This song has got me super excited for the new album. And check it out, man. Cage the Elephant's a great staple to any diet. No matter if you're a jazz musician, if you're a metal musician, whatever the fuck you listen to, Cage the Elephant, great staple. And then my last one, um, there was a Pete McConan Fall Out Boy collaboration. I quite like it. Interesting. May not be for everyone. I'm going to throw it out there. I quite like it. Interesting, interesting. All right, so real quick, let's agree on air so I can remember when I, I look back at this and remember who we agreed on. Sure. Uh, I picked Chelsea Grin, so you could do it this week. Let's do Ice Nine Kills. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested in what you would pick. I have an idea, but I think you could probably predict my set list. I th- it's more about the order that I'm interested in. Cool. Yeah, because I think you and I will probably line up. It's more about the order that will probably be the difference. I think. Cool. Gotcha. Yep. 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 All right. Ice Nine Kills ten song set list next week. G- Gabe will probably be like, oh, well, I had seven because I only like seven. <laughs> I I'm sure I could come up with ten Ice Nine songs. It's just Ice Nine as a band is kind of. I feel like the more. I think about the whole gimmick thing, the less I like it. I agree. I think I can see the point on that. And somewhere and somewhere in the future, my sister's screaming at us over when she's listening to this back. But it's besides the point. Well, my sister's a fucking mark musician. Absolutely. It's just the gimmick that it goes too far. No, it doesn't. You got to go far with the gimmick. That's the whole thing. I think it cuts too deep. How about that? There's a difference about like embracing it, but I think it's too much engraved into the foundation of who they are. Yeah. You hit it on the nail there. There's, Necker Goblicon has a gimmick. Yeah. And they have a song called We Need a Gimmick. <laughs> and it's hilarious. <laughs> Talking about how goblins are from outer space. And they're well, going through all these different well, gimmicks. Well, gimmick their gimmick is they are a gimmick. That's their gimmick. Yeah, they they embrace it and they do it to the full extent. But at the end of the day, they're still good musicians. Yeah. Actually, Necker Goblicon is a terrible comparison. I'll get back to you <laughs> with a better one. Slipknot. Masks? Yeah. The mask is a gimmick, but it's not ingrained to all the right. fabric of the band. Yeah. Yeah, you should expect it. You should want it. The masks aren't the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's good. That's much better than that. Good 
and, and, you know, it's funny because I really do like Necrogoblicon. I know you do. I really but like, like Ice I, Nine Kills. I'm just kind of like I really like Ice Nine Kills. I don't really. Like, I feel. I think it's, we're inversed on this. Yeah, yeah. we're inversed on this. Yeah. You know, it's the gimmick thing. I, okay, here's the difference. I, I think I know. Necrogoblicon doesn't take themselves seriously. That's fair. Come on. That's do fair. you remember Warped Tour? I do. Are you guys angry? <laughs> Great song, Magic Spider. Ten out of ten. Interesting. Well, but we'll get back to you with the 10 song set list. I'm not doubting their musicianship. I'm not doubting their showmanship. I've seen them live. They're great. I like the songs. It just comes to a point where Halloween is over. And that yeah. sucks to say, mm-hmm. you know, I think the most important thing to, for them going forward is the next album. Is it just another horror movie based album or are they going to try something different? Don't get me wrong. Use horror elements. Before yeah. inspired, it, we we kind of talked about this with uh with motionless and white, and I think Ice Nine. No, yeah, one yeah, is a mango agree. tea, and the other it's has a mango infused fused tea. And mango infused, yeah, you know, yeah. So, yeah, I guess we'll see. Take inspiration from the stuff you love. Don't, don't uh, don't copy it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right, so that's it. Is that it for the show? I then? think that's it, man. That's our uh, yeah. Yeah, cool stuff. So that was fun. So we went about an hour and 15. So with that, you guys can go ahead and like us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Spreaker. Yeah. Spreaker. Yeah, we got added us to Spreaker. Um, Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, all this good stuff. You guys can go ahead and find us on there. Leave a like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, other than that, man. Tweet at us. Tell us how garbage this podcast is. Oh, yeah. And we'll agree with you. Yeah, right? <laughs> she. It can't be that bad. We got, only, we got 100 episodes in the can now, so it can't be that bad. You keep coming back for some reason. <laughs> so try to figure that don't, out. Don't make me doubt next to you, buddy. <laughs> all right. But other than that. Uh, yeah, we're good. That's episode, that's episode 104 in the can. And but until then, was next time we'll guess you know, you know, deuces. <laughs>